Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, running a little late this week, meant to get this out earlier. Uh, today, I'm going to get right into it. I had an interview with Angela Pohl, and she's a, it's nice to talk to somebody who's like-minded and thinks about racing, and same way I do, uh, definitely pretty good runner, and she's got a charity called Good Running, uh, you can find it at goodrunning.org, uh, you can find her uh, at on Instagram, goodrunning26.2. Kind of like you find me everywhere, just just a runner here and there. But uh, I had a really nice talk with her and got to know a little bit about her and her running and a charity that she started to help raise money for different uh, charities. and uh, well, it, It's helping a lot of the different uh, charities in the local area. Yeah, anything else going on? Uh, well, I did get my Youngstown virtual half marathon time in. Uh, nothing to write about. Uh, basically, I uh, did some loops. Same, well, two of the same loop and a third loop in Mill Creek Park. The flat side, the south side, which is flatter. And turned that in just to say I got my virtual half done. And, uh, well, the next two weeks coming up. It's uh, on Halloween morning, October 31st, that Saturday, going out to uh, Canefield Fairgrounds for the Phantom Four Miler. Going to be out there running. So, uh, debating whether to take it a little more seriously or wear a costume. Right now, the way my running's going, leaning towards wearing a costume. And then there's. And the week after that, on November 8th. I uh, have a real half marathon to go to in Maslin, Ohio, the Made in America half. So hopefully hopefully the coronavirus doesn't get any worse and we don't have anything canceled because of this pandemic. All right. Well, I didn't want this episode being too long, so I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. And let you get to know Angela Paul a little better. And hopefully we'll have her back sometime. She, uh, she was a lot of fun to talk to. Oh, uh, welcome to the Just to Runners podcast. I'm here with Angela Poole today. How are you, Angela? I'm good, thank you. Well, I want to... Thanks for having me, too. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you could make it. And just want to start off with our little warm-up question. Uh, what's your favorite way to have pizza? My favorite way to have pizza, um, I like pepperoni, mushrooms, and banana peppers. And if you've ever, have you ever been to Chardon, Ohio? I think I've been through it. I've been to Mentor a few times. Because if you ever come up here, or I think there's one in Beechwood, there's a little gourmet pizzeria called Noche's. And it is so good. I love their pizza. So you definitely have to put that on your list if you come up here. Pizza places get on my bucket list. But <laughs> Noche's? N-O-C-E, yeah. I'm game. I'll try anywhere. <laughs> so Let I'm... me know if you come up here. I mean, I haven't actually eaten in a restaurant since, I think, March. But um, we could get takeout. <laughs> I have, so <laughs> I, I admit I've eaten in some restaurants lately. Uh, I've eaten when there's outdoor seating, but that's, I don't know what's going to happen around here once it starts getting really cold, if they're going to be able to keep doing that. Yeah, I don't know what the restaurants are going to do. Um, most of them around here still do a lot of takeout and carry out. Uh, oh, I've done a lot of that, and we, I mean, probably one of the the only or one of the best things I've enjoyed about 2020 is like DoorDash and Uber Eats has really <laughs> expanded on our options. So we use that a lot here. 
I'm still old fashioned. Most of the time I run to get it. I'll have to yeah. expand. Uh, well, as much as I would, we could keep talking pizza, but uh, or food. This was a running podcast. I forgot. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. We can, we can. I get sidetracked easily. I, I could. I, we can make a pizza podcast. I could do that. Uh, we, we just go. We'll go together. We'll go around. We'll try different pizza places. This podcast. We could do it around a run too. I mean. Oh, that would work. Okay, we're gonna run, then we get pizza. Uh, okay, you're I, on. I'm, I'm in. I'm getting. Well, since I got you here about ru supposedly about running, uh, what got you into running? How long have you been running? Um, I've been running since 2012, um, so about eight years. And um, I started because uh, one of my friends, who was another mom um, at my kids' school, wanted to do a 5K for. Um, it was like in memory of a friend and so I just I didn't know anything about running or 5k's but it it sounded like something I could do because she asked me like nine months ahead of time so I had time to train for it um, but it was uh, it was in downtown Cleveland it was one of the like Susan B. Komen um, for breast cancer so I thought well it's for a good cause I can become well, I, don't, I wouldn't say become a runner, but I can train for this 5K and do that with her. So that's what got me started. Well, you've come a lot. Uh, since you've done that 5K, seemed, from following you on Instagram, it seems like you've done some longer races and more races, quite a few more since then. Oh, yeah. I kind of, um, <laughs> once I got into running I kind of went a little crazy and went all in and got a bit obsessed with races because I just love them so much um, just and I miss them so much as well um, the after the 5k you know it was just well now that you can do a 5k you could do a five miler and there's a great one locally um, or there was called the sap run in Chardon and so that's that's just my local one and i trained for that next and then after i did five miles you know what's i didn't actually realize 10K. there was such thing as a 10k at the time so i just went straight for the cleveland half marathon <laughs> next year oh you're skipping you're skipping <laughs> yeah um but yeah then after i did one half marathon and got that first medal i was completely hooked and um i ended up uh, joining Half Fanatics, which is an organization, because I didn't actually know any like local club members or anything like that at the time, and nobody, none of my friends at the time who did run were quite as crazy as, as I was in signing up for so many races. <laughs> um, but I found this organization, Half Fanatics, where um, it's it, you can qualify if you do two half marathons in two weeks or I think it's something like three within 90 days um, so I easily did that because I was doing half marathons like every weekend <laughs> and and then um, it, it was cool because because I would just go by myself to different races um, it was nice just to like wear the singlet that they had that you could buy and I just felt like I belonged to a club and then if other other half fanatics would see you on the course um you know you would naturally say something like oh i'm member number i don't know what my number is anymore but <laughs> it was just something that you do and you go for the the pre-race group photo and then they post it in their group so it was kind of fun to do that and that was before i found the northeast running club which is what i'm heavily involved in now um and that's it's I mean, it's for all of Northeast Ohio, really. Um, oh, and how many... I have also joined Marathon Maniacs, which is the same thing as Half Fanatics, except for full marathons. So. Oh, I didn't realize you were on the... Uh, how many halves do you think you've done, or do you know? I have been keeping track through my Instagram. If I lose that number, then I'm just lost, because I have definitely a lot of medals <laughs> out there. Um, 50 four I 
it is the count right now. And you gotta, you official, gotta get them written. There are official half marathons in that when you're marathon training, which I am just about to do marathon number 12. Um, when you're marathon training, you're doing more than a half marathon, like, well, for me, several times a week. So yeah. you lose track of that. So I just, I've been counting like official ones. I haven't counted that, any virtuals at this time, but. You well, know. I've counted some virtual, but it, like, I'm not kind of just running the distance. I mean, you get a medal. You got to at least have a medal or a shirt yeah, or something. Like you paid for a race, yes. <laughs> even if the race didn't happen and then you ran it. So, yeah. But, when you got to do it, do what I did. I, I, I wanted to keep track. I, I finally bought like a binder with the paper and just wrote them out. And I, that way I know how many I have. I'm in the 30s for halves. Uh, oh. You're a little ahead of me on that. Uh, do you have a goal? For how many or? Yeah. No, just to keep running them for. Eventually I'd probably like to hit 100 and halves. I know I'm over 300 total races. But I got a lot of 5Ks in there. I just They're so easy just on the weekends to just run out and pop out a 5K. <laughs> oh, and we're so lucky here in Northeast Ohio. Well, I mean, excluding the pandemic, but um, we tend to have a lot of race options within, you know, driving distance of this area. So that's oh, yeah. how I end up becoming such a race addict because pretty much every weekend you could find something, you know, out there except for maybe in the middle of winter but that's pretty much yeah it. january and february are tougher months to find something to run race but uh, like the northeast yeah. ohio running club to, i did used to travel a lot for those though um, <laughs> you know just to warmer places that do have races so. well your club puts on some really good races up there that i've been to so I've... yeah yeah unfortunately this year we haven't um i'm hoping that we'll well questionable if we'll be able to have any this year but you know that's kind that, of how that, 2020 goes. that's just 2020 that's nothing to do with you uh, I, I was talking previous years i've been up there uh 2017 i did the northeast ohio marathon and oh that's the one that i'm doing in two weeks actually the marathon yeah, thirteen days, but who's counting? <laughs> I, I I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> Do you run every day? Uh, Seems like you're pretty. I usually train about. I think I usually have one rest day per week um, when I'm actively in a training cycle. Uh, so yes, yeah, about six days a week. And then on the off day, sometimes I'll cross train like on the bike or aqua jogging or something like that. But, um, but otherwise, yeah, I run a lot. <laughs> it seems like you post a run almost every day. Are you coached or are you just making up your own plan or? Um, I am coached. Uh, my coach is Brian Locke from Roadrunner Coaching, and I have met him in person, but he's mostly an online coach. Um, and I, I am actually a coach myself. I've been through the RRCA certification process, yes. um, but I kind of, I went through that more so that I could understand like the science and how to put together training plans for myself, just because I'm a total running nerd and I love like everything about running. So I just went to We, we just have more. so much in common here. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I I just enjoyed learning about it, and then when I went to do the level two certification, which I never completed, but I, I took the test. But I still have some courses that I would have to do, and then get recertified for first aid. But um, when I did level two, you have to have actually coached people um, because you have to like write an essay and all about your philosophy of coaching and that kind of thing. So I ended up coaching um, four guinea pigs that were local friends, you know, I didn't <laughs> charge them or anything. I just asked if they would let me be in charge of one of their training cycles for that uh, spring. And it was a lot of fun. Like I really, I enjoyed it and it was friends of mine and I tried to pick um, just kind of a diverse set from like uh, somebody that was going for 
a BQ level to um, one of my friends who was training for like the flying pig challenge, which I've done a lot of those kind of challenges where you do, you know, the one mile and then 5k, 10k and a full marathon, like all in one weekend. So I was familiar with how it is to train for that kind of event. Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm not currently coaching anybody just because I'm so heavily invested in my own training right now um, for this this marathon and then hopefully if I come out of it uninjured I'll probably do a couple more one or two more after that oh you, you know you're doing more marathons than that <laughs> no, no 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 I meant I meant within within the month <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> Marathon well, or yeah, yeah, I'm definitely doing more marathons. I just meant usually when I do a training cycle, if I'm going to put in all this work, I usually will do not just one full marathon at the end of the cycle. Uh, last year I did three in, I forget how many weeks, but it was, um, I had Berlin and then Indy Monumental and then CIM. I did all of those. This year, it's kind of slim picking, so it will yeah. depend on which things actually happen. But I am actually registered for like four, three or four more after Northern Ohio. Oh, my, my um, mistake. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't realize I it was. Went, I'm not doing all of them, but I, I registered early on because you just, I didn't know which ones were going to be canceled or not, and I didn't know which ones would sell out, which it doesn't seem like that many are selling out because people are afraid they're going to get canceled, but um, I, I don't know if you've heard of it. I think it might be new, but there's one called Run the Land um, that's it's going to be two weeks after Northern Ohio Marathon, and it's like in the Cleveland area, and they're doing something, and it's tied to like donating um, and raising funds to benefit local charities because charities are having a really hard time this year you know, yeah. fundraising because of everything that's going on and so I just I like the idea of that but they are having they have other distances too you don't have to just do a full marathon it's run by uh, I think it's run university I don't know how you pronounce it but um, I found it on Facebook and it looks like they're doing like a virtual is available too but I've of course I'm going to go for a full marathon because it would be two weeks after my other marathon. <laughs> I just, yeah, I've done some virtuals and I actually have one coming up. It's just, I just can't, it's not the same. It's it really, it's, I don't know, they kind of, they make me, they make me sad. I mean, I know it's like if you want to do it to support an organization and of course even the the companies that put on the races are really hurting right now. So I like to support them, but I just There's, I just get nothing out of doing virtuals either. That's kind of my thinking. I wanted to support a, a few places, and so I signed up. Um, but uh, like I'm doing Youngstown, but I actually didn't sign up for it. I was an ambassador for the Youngstown Marathon uh, oh. for their half, and mm-hmm. I, I had the registration for the half, and they because I was about and they just said uh, we're, we'll let you do the virtual so okay I'll do it uh, other than that you, uh, when are you doing it this weekend coming up <laughs> the 24th I'm gonna do it Saturday um, then down in uh, Canton or well Maslin has that made in America half marathon I saw that I've never done that one before uh, I like it I've done it a couple years ago it's been a few years since but uh Apparently they're still putting it on, sending people out in waves. Uh, I went ahead and signed up, and I'm planning on doing. That's November eighth, so. Oh okay. So. Now, have you done any under the new like kind of COVID environment of racing? No, I haven't actually done a real race. Okay. Since. I've done COVID. a couple. I'm gonna try one. There was a few around here, five Ks. It was like send fifty people out. And come and then in a half hour send fifty more out and it just I yeah. did I, I did sign up for another one on Halloween morning the thirty first Saturday I'm gonna do the Phantom Four Miler in Canfield Fairground oh, cool. 
I decided not to take it too seriously. I think I'm gonna get a cop wear my costume and go run it. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, I I like Halloween races for that too. I always dress up for those. So. Um, yeah, it's it's different, definitely. I guess depending on the race organization, but um, as far back as July fourth, that's when I did my first. Um, pandemic race, I don't know what we're calling these in 2020, but um, that was the first one back for Greater Cleveland XD, which is the same organization that is um, putting on Northern Ohio Marathon. Aurora. Run the Land Marathon is in Aurora? Yeah, although I don't, I haven't seen what the course is yet, and I'm a little confused because there's an East versus West, and I signed up for the east side because that's where I live but I'm, I don't quite understand if there's more than one course or not so um, yeah I definitely have my eye on that one to do but yeah the races that I've done so far have you um, have you heard of the choose your own path uh, race that's in Columbus have you done no I, I didn't see that I've only been down there I ran the, the half marathon down there one year Oh, I love the Columbus, yeah, half and marathon. But oh, there's, oh, I um, there's a, an organization called Race Penguin that's been putting on races since September, and they have two dates in September, October, and November each. And basically what they do is the race timer sets up the course, and it's, it's, um, it's in downtown Columbus, and it's mostly on that, like, the bike path. And... So you can choose your distance and they have like different time slots and I think they only let something like 10 runners per uh, slot per session. I don't know if it's every 30 minutes or something like that. So you sign up for it and you get a bib and then you get a medal at the end, um, but there's absolutely no course support. It's oh. like you can leave your stuff at the end it's like a 6.55 mile section and it is it is usatf certified that whole section is measured out and everything so you go out and back for the half which is what i did a couple weekends ago or if you're going to do the full you can do it twice and then um yeah you put your own course support at either end and you know you get the medal at the end it's just i guess it's like and you get official timing and everything but that's that's how a lot of races are going now just in terms of it's it's a real race but they don't have to do as much to support it and then that way it's not you know breaking any rules of gatherings yeah. and, and everything yeah, it's, it sounds like for a while we're going to be doing at least the staggered start, you know, yeah. send so many people out. Correct. Hopefully the time frame will get where they're going out every few minutes or something. And eventually I think we'll be back close to normal. Because I talked to, well, the podcast that went out yesterday, we're, we're talking on Monday, I just, I put it out every Sunday. Um, talked to Josh Boggs, he runs a timing service down here in the Youngstown area okay. uh, with Second Soul. And he was saying one of the things that's going to be, you know, I asked him if he thought anything permanent would change. It'd probably be like packet pickup or registration. You may have to register ahead of time. Things like okay. like that. You, uh, race day sign up may become a thing of the past from the sounds of it. Interesting. Though, I mean, yeah, at least I, for the time being, that could change back eventually. but. Yeah. Uh, but right now they're doing what they can to get the races, some of the races off, because yeah. all the races they've been put on, they've been doing them inside Canfield Fairgrounds, and they have enough room there to make a 5K, not whether they're doing a four mile or two, so that okay. it's contained, I guess. I don't know how else to explain. Is that the one, I think I've gotten some race um, emails from them. Is that the one that says, like, there's no porta-potties available or something like that? There might not be. You have you have to go before you arrive, because that's the only thing that turned me away from going to that one, because Canton, for me, is almost an hour drive. Oh, this so is Canfield. So no way. This oh, is can oh, Canfield. Canfield. Okay. Yeah. I think but I think a lot of them are going to have that problem for the time being with the porta-potties. 
I mean, I've been to several races that's in this new environment, and the porta potty situation. I mean, you don't have to flush, so at least you're not spraying things that way. But it's it's always a some that have porta potties, and people just social distance as they're waiting in line. They just give each other space, and you wear a mask, and that's it. So. I don't know. The porta potty situation has always been. I was about to say it's always been a crapshoot, but uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, it's oh, always no. going there. <laughs> yeah. It's always iffy on the porta. I mean, you're just dealing with a. Thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always bad, even without a pandemic going on. So. <laughs> yeah. I think all, what they're going to have to do is just make sure they have extra. Uh, sanitizer inside or outside the thing for everybody to use i don't know i mean we got to have something at the races that's just by <laughs> i i think they're actually worse off if they don't provide porta potties because runners will find a place one they will another before a race so i think they're better that, off having them than that not. could be yeah, the problem is if that could, that situation comes up they may not have a we may not have a race or something. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's but the numbers haven't been as high, like in terms of how many runners are at each race. Like, yeah. I went to one um, where I recently had a half marathon PR, um, but it was a race in Pennsylvania, um, and it's called French Creek Half. And I had been to it for the last the previous two years as well and it was always a small race anyway but more like I don't know maybe 90 100 some people doing the half and this time um, when I first registered and went to pick up my packet I asked like well how many are actually doing the half and she said 16 <laughs> there were 16 people oh. pre-registered now they did allow um, registration on the day which I think when that's an option more people are doing that because so many people have lost their race fees when things go yeah. virtual at that second um, I think in the end there were maybe it was it was under 40 runners I believe at the end so I mean people are still kind of nervous to go to any races or anything like that right now so I think the races that are happening they're just gonna take what they can get right now yeah, that's part of the situation we might be in for a little while, hopefully. Hopefully it'll get better starting soon, next year. I mean, I'm planning on running the Hall of Fame Marathon in Canton uh, for next year. I guess I should get three of them lined up like you do. But Oh, yeah. I mean, if that one happens, then there's a good chance that there will be others around that time frame because we have a lot of spring races normally. Well, I'm thinking I'm going to get signed up for that one before the end of the month because if you sign up, uh, he's got a guarantee. So you have till March 31st, you get to get all your money back if you decide not to do it. So. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's something you might want to think about if you want, if you're interested. But that is one that I have never done because I think it's always on the same day as. Is that on the same day as Glass City and Toledo? Usually, like, usually. Yeah. I think this year they moved. I think they moved, uh, Hall of Fame moved theirs because the dra NFL draft's going to be up in Cleveland. I think they matched the weekends up. Right, that makes sense. So usually it is the same weekend as uh, Glass City. Did you do, have you done Glass City very many times? Or? Yeah, I, I lost count of how many times I've done it. I've done both the half and the full. Um, it's, it's always one of my favorites, and now... Um, and I've also worked the expo a couple times. There was one year where I was, um, I, I also do work with the, um, the Rock Hall Half Marathon. Yes. And with that, I ended up doing a lot of expo um, booths. So I've ended up, uh, what usually would happen is I would work the expo um, on behalf of Rock Hall Half Marathon and then the next day run whatever race that was so that's how i ended up doing a lot of half marathons <laughs> as well because i did 
kind of, let's see, anywhere from Buffalo. I think I did do the pro football one, but just the expo. And then um, Columbus and, you know, just all the ones well, driving. I did cl I've done the rock and roll half you're talking about uh -huh. in August. I've done that twice. Yeah, and that's the one that I, I work on as well. I have two of the medals over there back there. Uh, I did Glass City. They have the coolest medals. I love the medals. Oh, yeah. they were great. We were talking about how the one when we left last summer, that thing's so heavy. I couldn't believe it. We You get hit with oh, that. Oh, I know. They kept getting bigger, too. Like, they kept getting an inch bigger every year. And we were joking, or I was telling people when I was working the expo, like, because they're shaped like guitars. And then whenever you have the... Um, the strap around it, it looks like you're, you have like a mini guitar around yeah. your neck. They said eventually they're just going to have to give out real guitars if they keep <laughs> getting bigger pedals. Well, they changed it last year, but I mean, there's a guitar on it, but. Oh yeah, last year, that was because it was the fifth anniversary. So, oh, okay. Uh, but it's pretty darn heavy. <laughs> yes, we're, 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 you get hit with that, you're going to knock somebody out or get serious injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or you finish running a full marathon and then you strap that around your neck and it weighs you down. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll injure you worse than the marathon thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be some cross training, weighing yourself down. Wear that while you're out running, doing your training runs. Then when you take it off, you know, you'll have some strength and leg strength. And... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, We've done a lot of time, but you don't just go out and run because uh, don't you have a charity you take care of too? Would you? Yeah. Um, so, so a friend and I back in 2016 started a charity called Good Running, and we're primarily I call it Northeast Ohio. Though the way that we do it is basically virtual, so really anybody could join in any given month. It's just that we tend to benefit um, local charities in Northeast Ohio. Um, now, so we started this in 2016 as a Facebook group and mostly for our no Northeast Running Club um, members. And it was just kind of a, a subset of us who enjoyed, um, you know, sharing our running, our daily runs or what workouts we did. And then also just like, Whenever um, we would get together as a group, we would try to benefit um, a particular organization that month. Um, and then um, at the end of the month, we would have a raffle with different prizes. And every mile that you run is worth a ticket, or we call them ticket list tickets, um, because okay. it's it's all done virtually now. And um, and then we added on cross training as well, or PT, yoga, that kind of stuff, Foot, foam rolling counts. Every 20 minutes that you do of that kind of physical activity, you Fo also 20 get minutes of foam rolling? We, we did some of the, like, the recovery activities count, mainly because <laughs> people were getting so obsessed with earning tickets that they were, people were getting injured. <laughs> And then having, and then not being able to participate, you know, because <laughs> they were injured. And so, you know, we wanted a way where even if you can't run or you don't run, and, but you can walk or you can, um, you know, you have a PT session for 20 minutes, that counts as a ticket. And that way, <laughs> uh, the people that were in the community could still be part of it and still participate without necessarily just running. Um, but yeah, so that is something that I do every month and we, we come up with a different um, group that we decide to benefit. Uh, we have a lot of repeats as well now that it's been going for so many years. And um, for example, this month we are doing animal related charities and so you could participate by making a donation to any animal nonprofit, so that could be like your local humane society or something like that and then um in our facebook group and you're welcome to join by the way um in our facebook group okay. if you uh show us send us proof that you made a 20 dollar donation like directly to your local um charity and then and then at the end of the month or 
each day if you prefer to log it that way. Um, let us know, you know, give, show us proof of your mileage okay. or workouts, and then we we have t volunteers that assign you know ticket list tickets for you. And then we add them up at the end of the month, and we do a Facebook Live raffle, which we just did one um, yesterday for the month of September. We're a little bit behind, but no, you got um, time. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of fun because everybody usually now that the same kind of the same people are involved in it month to month and so you win a prize this month maybe in a future month you donate a prize you know or after Christmas you get some gifts that you're you don't think you'll use but someone else in the group might and you can re-gift it you know to good running to use as a, a raffle prize so that's how we get a lot of our raffle prizes is just through donations um, but people love to win things and and then also to give back to the community and next month in November we're actually doing one for Project Outrun I don't know if you are familiar with them they're based in Akron um, but they they benefit kids with cancer you know with making their own Nike custom shoes and okay. so we have been I think this will be the third year that we've done Project Outrun as one of our beneficiaries. And um, so now Good Running partners with them and the kids get medals um, after they, you know, finish their chemo treatments or whatever their goal is. Um, and then when they get the medals, like they have Project Outrun and then it has Good Running on it as well. Um, oh, that's and awesome. so we're the medal sponsor for for what they do. That's awesome. Because for those kids, I mean, to, to yeah. make the medals. It is, and it's, I have actually had the opportunity to go, um, you know, to one of the hospitals with them when they, uh, their volunteers for that organization go and help the kids make the shoes. I It might be different now because of all the, the pandemic stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, everything. Um, and now, actually, I think they have been doing them through, like, Zoom sessions or FaceTime sessions with the kids. Um, and that yeah. way, you don't have to physically go there and, um, you know, be in the hospital. But it's it was quite an overwhelming experience, you know, just to see the families and see what they're going through. And then to see them, like, just the kids' faces light up when they get to, you know, be on an iPad and design their own sneakers, their own, you know, running shoes. Um, and then um, I I understand when they receive them too, it's just like a whole other celebration because they get the shoes. I, I don't know how long it takes to um, to get them back from Nike, but it's, it's very exciting. And then the kids feel very empowered, you know, in their journeys. Yeah, that sounds like a great, great thing for that. I'd, I hadn't heard of that plan yet. I've heard of a Outrun or something. Uh, don't they sponsor? They sponsor some races, don't they? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I think that's probably another organization because there is a local group called Outrun as well, and they um, that was actually the. The one ultra that I've done is Outrun 24. Okay, that's um, where I heard it from. Yeah, I I think it is called that, and that's local too. So, yeah, I actually, I always thought they should, the two organizations should tie up some somehow oh. one year. Yes, Outrun, Outrun. You know, people, because for Outrun 24, you actually run in the, um, like a mile loop for 24 hours. <laughs> So, How yeah. far did you get? I when I did it, I did sixty-six miles. That's yeah. impressive. I mean, I think one day, I think I'm crazy enough to go for a hundred one of these days. So when I'm not chasing a marathon time, and I'll chase <laughs> distance instead. <laughs> yeah, sometimes different things just don't match up for training, like. You can't really yeah. go for your 5K PR while you're marathon training, or I guess that. I think you could do the half in the marathon. And I did um, for for that because it's naturally 
that can fit. Uh, and I did train for a 5K like earlier in the year, um, yeah. just to get faster before I then increase the distance. But yeah, one thing that I kind of wish that I I have a little bit of FOMO for is all those backyard ultras that people are doing right now when they were doing that during quarantine. Like, yeah. uh, what was it? Like you run how many miles in every four hours or, or something like that, and then you do it for 24 hours and get to a certain number. I did one See, where that they, is I talked, up my alley. Um, I talked to one group well, that did, uh, it was the Yeti challenge. You did four that, miles yeah, every four was, hours. So you had to, mm -hmm. like, at 9 o'clock and then 1 o'clock until you got up. What was it? See, I could totally see myself doing that in my neighborhood or whatever, finding a one-mile loop or I'm not sure how many. Uh, well, that was a four-mile run, so you'd have to go out to okay. four miles. Was it four? I that. Yeah. I, I still I Four still or five. It might have been five. like that. But it just doesn't fit with like all the training that I've been doing for the marathon. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to pick and choose. We'll find something. My one buddy had an idea. He called it the plywood challenge. It was like uh, four. Was it four? Four by eight is a sheet of plywood. So they had four eight-mile loops, and they were all oh. different places. But and they had. To, I think they did it like an hour after each one, something like that. So, yeah, the training for that is very different. I remember when I trained for the ultra, you end up, or at least if you're going to train properly for it, you're supposed to do like back-to-back -back long runs. Yeah. Um, so it's not like okay, you're you're going for. 60 some miles so you have to do a long run of 40 miles or something you end up although I did do full marathons as a training run but you when you work your body up to that level like it just becomes it, it just becomes almost normal like you can do a full marathon one day and then the next day you get up and run another like half marathon and that's just part of the training when you're doing ultras which Usually marathon is this going to be for you? Which that? marathon is this going to be for you? Coming up, this will be number 12 for uh, Northern Ohio. So, yeah. Sound confident. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, they got a new course, don't they? Yeah, they had to change the course because... Um, well, they, they chose to change the course because the previous course um, went through multiple cities or multiple towns. And yes. um, I think they didn't want to wait to try to get like full approval from all of the towns. And they knew that the city of Mentor has been very race friendly in that they've been able to host quite a few races in Mentor since, um, since July. And so they have a 13.1 mile loop. I guess it's it's almost like a figure eight type loop. Um, that's, it starts and ends in the same place. And then if you're doing the full marathon, which is what I'm doing, you do two do loops, which is a little bit, not my favorite, but you know, you take what you can get in a pandemic in terms of racing. But it also makes it easier for them to organize in terms of things like um, having water stops and police that have to, you know, man any intersections and things like that, volunteers. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to it because it's our local, local race. And so I'm hoping to see familiar faces out there, socially distanced, of course, but if they, if friends and family want to come out and cheer, it's very welcome. <laughs> yeah, I did that in 2017. I was up there for that race. So you would have started and ended, I'm, I'm sure I was there that year too, at the um, the State Beach Park, Member yes. Headlands, I think. Yeah. yeah, so that was another reason that they changed the course, because that's a state park, and... So then you would have to get approval from, like, the state. They, uh, that might be harder to get. The, yeah, the board of 
that that manages all the state parks and that that would definitely be a risk of the race getting canceled or not approved to begin with so i think during these times if you simplify things and you just do a loop multiple times or whatever um at least you can have a race you know yeah i think for the longer races that might be what they we have to do for the time being i don't i do remember getting poured on in that race because i was i'm a little slower and I, when i'm finishing also it was shortly before i finished all of a sudden it just started downpouring on me oh i know exactly what you're talking about because i was there i was waiting at the finish for some friends and we just yeah it was a complete downpour <laughs> i remember that but yeah. i was thinking it would be it wouldn't be so bad if you were running and you were warm from that it wasn't but terrible but it's kind of ugh. it wasn't terrible but it was i got drenched right at the end it wasn't that you know wasn't the greatest thing <laughs> You need a shower, see? Yeah, exactly. I had a buddy that started looking like he's started hyper. I don't know what was wrong. He was, uh, what's really looked like he's doing the chicken dance because he was so cold. Oh yeah, hypothermia. Hypothermia, huh? But, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous for that in a couple of weeks just because um, the race is actually later than they normally have it. It, it would normally have been in, I think, early October, but instead it's November 1st. Um, and the reason they, they changed the date this year was because of the Rock Hall half marathon because they wanted a date, and this was these decisions were made well before the pandemic. They wanted a date... Um, that was going to be in October instead of August, just because so many people had complained about an August race being so hot and everything. So they thought I, they'd try October, but they had to wait and to find out uh, when um, it was something with the, the the football schedule, you know, with the Browns and everything. So because the race normally <laughs> yeah you finish right by the stadium downtown. you go past yeah, the stadium so. i actually so yeah maybe i'm one of the few i liked it in august because did you yeah because it was a nice time to get a good half in if you're training for a fall marathon but and that's why it was originally you know in august and it um most people were training for fall marathons and you would be running outside anyway. You know, you'd be running a half anyway. So why not do it in a race and get a nice medal? Yeah, exactly. That's the way I was looking at it. I thought it was a great idea. I, I actually liked it in August. I thought it was a great time to run a, go up, run a half, get ready for, do it as a, work it into your training plan and go run a half there. I've Plus done, there, weren't, there aren't a lot of other competing halves in August, at least not in the no. area. So. Um, whereas it, now in the fall, like there's tons of races, and oh boy, just wait till next year with all the deferred races and all the ones that, if they get rescheduled from spring and pushed into fall, we're gonna it, have such a crazy schedule. You'll be able to run uh, one every week for a couple. <laughs> <laughs> At least, right? That's right. I may have to start getting ready for next fall, so I can do a few. Thinking yeah, about it. Start training now. It's <laughs> all I got to do. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Winter around here is kind of rough, though. I still get out. You got to get out. Get out there and yeah. get some miles in. You uh, use yak tracks? I have once in a while. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I don't. Hopefully, I don't have to very much. Um, yeah. Hopefully not. I don't know what kind of winter we're expecting, but I'll be out there. I'll be good. Uh, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Okay. Uh, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you about your good running, how would they get a hold of good running if they wanted to check that out or participate? Um, so if you're on Facebook, um, our organization is uh, 
is called good running and you can look that up and then what we do is we usually start a new facebook group for every month that we do um we also have a website that's goodrunning.org and um i think it is up to date currently with what we're doing and then i will update it for project outrun in november as well Sometimes I get a little bit behind in keeping it up to date, but um, so that's that's probably the best, the easiest way to do it. Or if you are on Instagram, which I'm a lot more active on that, just me personally as a runner, um, you can find me at Good Running twenty six point two and and DM me and I can um, set you up. And I have been trying to get it going like a version of good running on Instagram as well. And I'll probably try again in November. It hasn't really taken off, but theoretically there's no reason, you know, why anybody couldn't just join to do, you know, to do a month if, if you want to benefit that charity. Um, but I'll probably do that in November when we go to do uh, Project Outrun and just offer up that if anybody wants to donate directly to Project Outrun, um, then send me your end of month mileage and then I'll put you in a raffle as well. And then any miles that you run in the month of November will um, will go toward part of that raffle and then you can be part of uh, you know benefiting our sponsorship for Project Outrun. All right, I'll try to remember. I, I was trying to take some notes to put that on the notes. If anybody, if you didn't catch her, they can always get a hold of me and I'll get them in touch with you. If uh, Great, yeah, that would be great. If anybody's interested. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'll check it out. I was thinking of signing up maybe for November. And yeah, that would be great. And hopefully I'll get a chance to meet you at some race. Sounds like there's a pretty good chance. Uh, we, we're actually only at all the races. There's a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> we're only an hour apart, actually. So from Chardon down to Boardman, I think it's only maybe an hour. Oh yeah, I've been to Boardman. It is. It's almost exactly an hour. Yeah, because uh, I was trying to think where exactly you were. I, I keep thinking of Mentor because I've been up there for several races. Uh, Twenty. Yeah, I think it's even closer if you're going from Chardon because you would just go straight down. Uh. 44. You don't even have to hop on the highway to get to Portland. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'll be up. I always make a few races up there. If it was a normal year, I would say I'd probably be seeing you somewhere. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we will. And yeah, let me know if you come up this way. Maybe next year I can talk into coming down to some race in Youngstown. And I, I know there's some up there I'm interested in doing sometime and hopefully next year hopefully my fingers are crossed <laughs> yeah. all right well thank you for being on the podcast I, I really enjoyed talking with you Angela and I hope you have yeah same Bruce thanks for having me is it all right to wish you good running or is that just kind of cliche or <laughs> <laughs> that works thank right. you right. thanks <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Just a Runner's podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review to help promote the podcast.